We're back, friends. Welcome to uh, the fucking Twilight Zone. <laughs> Just kidding. Welcome to the Everything Cracks podcast. Also... Gina's voice is also cracking. Yeah, my voice is cracking now. It's really just really on brand for us. This is actually a great promotional thing for us. Mm-hmm. Um, how are you, Kate? I'm good. Yeah, how are things? Not too bad. Tired. I mean, what else is new? You know? Why are you tired? I mean, like, what do you do? I know. What do I do? What do you do? What do I fill my fucking time with? What do you fill your time with? The people want to know. Yeah. The people would probably think that I'm a psychopath. Um, including the fact that a coworker of mine <laughs> has told me on multiple occasions that I might have a psychiatric disorder. You didn't think like the blacking out and taking 30 second vacations so and just completely the- moving yourself to a mm-hmm. different place in space and time was the first indicator of that? So that was that was for him. Yeah. That was it. So what recently has transpired that would lead him down this just like path of discovery? just I think in general, just being in close proximity to me and yeah. spending any type of elongated time with me. And you're kind of like, she's a little bit tapped. She's a little off. <laughs> she's a little off. A little off. Yeah. Was she always like this? Is it the baby? She keeps blaming it on the baby. <laughs> you know what? Babies do really fucked up things to your brain chemistry. I remember saying, I, remember I was pregnant with McKenna. It was my first daughter. And I was at work, and I'm like, guys, I'm really sorry. My number one pregnancy symptom is stupidity. Like, my brain just got scrambled. It's a real thing. Yeah. I mean, sometimes you just get dumb, and, and sometimes you go crazy. And it doesn't – it takes a long time to come back. It I mean, does. I, like, have been pregnant forever. Like, it's just been, like, an ongoing – one of the – It's an ongoing situation. And the other physicians I worked with was, like, for my entire – like, the entire time I have known you, you basically have been pregnant. That's insane. Because it's that's some real dedication to the cause. 2018. Thank like, thanks, thanks for your your part in repopulating yeah. the planet. Yeah, my body hasn't been my own since 2018. You know. Oh my god. Wild. That is wild. Yeah, but I'm I'm tired. You know, work, life. You know, it's just I can't believe summer's almost over or I over. Know. I don't know. I'm like holding on strong as much as I can. I'm really ready for the swass and the under tit sweat to be a thing of the past because I was at we were mutually at an event a couple weeks ago oh yeah 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 that was it was an outdoor birthday party that was uncomfortable I stuck my hand under my left tit that was weird and I could splash (laughs) the water like I would I could I could missed someone with what came out of there it was a river runs through this it was really bad. I feel you. I mean, I get it. I get it. I it's, don't like to be a sweaty bitch. I really don't. I don't like sweating without moving. If I'm working out, I lean into it. I'm like, I look like an actual hog right now. <laughs> like something you're about to tag with a with an iron brand and send to a slaughterhouse. <laughs> like 100%. And I lean into that. I'm like, this is my I journey mean, I at don't, the moment. I for sure do not glisten when I work no. out. No. No, that's I've not got my the journey. Irish either. red faced. Yeah. I remember when I was in middle school, we would, you know like you do like those dances? Like middle school dances? Yeah, yeah. like middle school dances. I am such a pale face. I am basically glow in the dark. Like I am transparent. So when I get hot and bothered in any type of way, I just go red. Yes. Like oh my god, all the pictures red. from middle school dances, red face. Oh my god, they used to call me tomato Gina. How mean is that? It does, it's not even like a good burn. No. Tomato Gina. It's like, can we think of something more fucking original? Yeah. <laughs> Tomato. That's hysterical, you fucking losers. But whatever. Not bitter. Definitely not bitter. <laughs> but 20 years later. I am like, my blood vessels are dangerously close to the surface Same. of my skin. And it's embarrassing. Yeah. To to be to be conservative. It's fucking embarrassing. <laughs> Yeah, Truly. no, I feel you. But no, 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 I'm like the idea of fall and like being able to like wear pants and like a t-shirt or something. Like I could like lean into some like seventy, like low seventy degree weather would be nice. Um, yeah, I'm like ready, but I'm not. I have an extensive collection of crew neck sweatshirts that I would really like to take advantage of wearing. I have one sweatshirt that says, "Please don't do coke in the bathroom." 
but it's in like an embroidery frame graphic situation that I'm going to wear to my child's preschool and see if anybody notices just for sport. Just, just see if it just, it just lights my labia on fire a little Do bit. Do a little hidden camera action. Let us I know how right, it goes. I'll just like stick my phone in my tits where the river be. And <laughs> where the, yeah, where the river runs deep. Where the river runs deep and the fish are aplenty. <laughs> well, that's lovely, Kate. I'm so glad that um, your coworkers find you. I mean, um, they finally like certifiable. Yeah, but like entertaining. Like oh, I'm for just sure. like. You know, no, 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 no. You're not like we're not ready to fifty-one fifty you. But yeah, that's life. That's Tired, good. working. We went away for a night. <gasps> that's right. Yeah, yeah. We went nice. to the casino. We went to the casino. We don't really gamble, so I like threw twenty dollars in the machine, and oh my like God. my mom's card had like thirty dollars of free play on it. So I guess fifty. But like, I only spent twenty dollars. So I was like, once the my twenty dollars gets above twenty, does that make sense? Like yes. I'm cashing out. I love that for you. So, You're so like measured. And- we played Wheel of Fortune. And Ryan Ryan is not a gambler, so he just like sta- stood by. It was like a four D. So like things were like flying at my face. It was <coughs> very. It was very animated. It was. It was. A, it was a lot. It was aggressive. Interesting. But you know, I cashed out when I had thirty eight dollars and fourteen cents, and I felt like a winner. And you had yourself a steak dinner and yeah. a Shirley Temple, yeah. didn't you? I actually we did have. That's my, what winners I did, do. I did have a steak dinner. Did you have a Shirley Temple? No. Oh my god. I had a shake. That's okay. I had Shake Shack for dessert. Ooh, I love Shake Shack. I had a milkshake. Sponsor and then us. we were like, yeah. and then it was like eight forty five, and he was like, "Man, I'm tuckered out. Yeah. <laughs> Let's go to bed." He's like, "Here we are in the middle of the Encore, beautiful Encore Casino, <laughs> newly built. It's eight thirty. Let's let's and let's like, kick it in for the night. I just want to let you know, like this night was like about me. Like I have I just no, want to let you know, I have no shame in the bedtime game. <laughs> like I want to go upstairs. I want to take a shower and lay down. And you can control everything from your bed. Have you ever stayed there? No, I've never stayed there. I've only gambled you can just to say, excess. Like Alexa, close the curtains. Alexa. Oh. Open the curtains. Alexa, turn on the TV. Alexa, turn down the air conditioning to 65 degrees. This turn- is the life I want to live every day. Or you have the iPad. Oh, my God. And you God. click all the things. I dream of a life where I can just fully immobilize myself and ideally use only my consciousness to control everything around me, including my friends and family. That I can just be so I like Magneto. You're also certifiable. This seems uh, for psychotic. sure. For sure, yeah. Like I want to be Magneto, where I can just like think of something and, and then just it be like, boom, it happens. Like, like close I dream that of door. Gina? Genie. Yeah. Well, yeah, but like, right? Yeah, something like that, but without the nose twitch. I don't really. I can't really move my nose. That that seems. I would look like I that. Had. Feels like too much effort and energy. No, I would get myself a wheelchair. I would get myself one of those helmets, and I would just roll about the earth fucking shit up everywhere i go i don't even know how we got down this very strange i don't path. know how we got here either yeah but here we are but here How's, we are okay tell me about the past your past two weeks we've, we've been well, on a hiatus we've been on a hiatus i've been down with a case of the of the one nine the one nine took me down hard for roughly the last 10 days <laughs> and um it's been a journey I, this is my I don't know, 75th time having COVID? Third. Right? 76, 78. <laughs> Is I this the counting. worst? This was the most symptomatic I've ever been and for the longest amount of time. To be fair, this is also like high, high season for allergies for me. Mm, so it's like the ultimate, like the trifecta. So I would be sounding like Fran Drescher, fuck Shrek, regardless even if I didn't have the Rona, even if I wasn't coming down off a case of, of coronavirus, I would still sound like this. Super nasally, but also ogreish. And yeah, it's been a journey for the last last 10 days. We were down hard, I would say, probably for two or three days. At least I was. Yeah. My kids, of course, had all the fucking energy in the world. They're like, oh, this is weird. We have runny noses. Why? Why do we do? I'm like... It doesn't matter. Like kids can have fevers and they're still like running amok. Could not give a fuck. No, these children were just up and down, stand up, sit down. I'm just like, does anybody have a quaalude for my kids? Because mm-hmm. I can't handle this type of energy right we need now. Like a little, 
Just like a little, Drink. Like, just like a little tranquilizer dart, like a light horse tranquilizer, just to take them out. Yeah, just, just like for a little sleepy sleeps for a little bit. Take the edge off, really, just just Jimmy. to take the edge yeah. off while I'm I'm just recovering my strength. But today, I have finally, um, I'm finally in a place where I feel good. I still sound like dog shit, but that's fine. You're coming out of the cloud. Yeah, I'm coming out of the cloud. Uh, what did we do the week before that? Prior to Corona, we got another frog. Shut the fuck up. We got another frog. He's a green tree frog. His name is Jerry. Where and did you obtain him? A fucking trip at the Petco. Oh. Where the pets go. <laughs> so now you have like a Could wild be. one and like a. And a, a I mean, domesticated he's wild, one. But it's like he came from a store. Yeah. Yeah. I, he was born in captivity. So mm-hmm. I do. I know that with reptiles, that is different. Like wild. Are they the caught. same? They're not the same. No, but they in the same space. Yeah, they're right there in the box above my sink. Kate's eyes just darted over wide. Like, they wouldn't oh. eat each other. No, they, no. That's not their... I did want to get what's called a Pac-Man frog. There's big fat suckers that get like as big as a dinner plate. And they just go, like the big fat ones, but they're yellow and they have beady eyes. I did want to get one of those. But the man, the nice man named Terry at the Petco advised me against it because he didn't want that frog to eat the frog that I have, Leo, the OG. What was that show? Did you ever watch that show? Probably. With the yellow frog? Oh, Gullagala Island? I was like, Galapagos Island. Galapagos Gullagala Island. Bingy, bingy. Pollywog. Gullagala Island. It was a vibe. That was honestly one of my favorite shows growing yeah. up although i will say i did try to introduce it to my children yeah and it's bullshit now you were when you're a kid in the 90s did everything watch, looks like the 90s did you watch like they haven't like recreated it you tried no, to like, we watched it like, like the, 1994 yeah, yep straight straight the og shit oh the real shit and they were like they were like is- mom this is this is this is hog's ass like this sucks this ain't no encanto. Yeah, this ain't no encanto. <laughs> Where is my CGI? Where mm-hmm. is my 4K? This is this is ass. Yeah. And I'm pissed at you for subjecting me to this. I'm Fair. gonna call DSS. Yeah. <laughs> um, but even I was a little disappointed because when mm-hmm. you're a kid, everything seems so magical and amazing. Mm-hmm. Especially children's programming, because it is designed to be crack cocaine for your kid's brain. Yeah. Um but the joy has been sucked out for you. You know what? I chose to not meet my hero on this occasion. I saw it. I listened to the words of my children. I was like, you know what? I'm not going to go back down this road. This this chapter is going to remain closed in my life. <laughs> I don't want to watch it again. I want to look back fondly and remember it for what it was. And that's the path that I took. Fair, fair. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, I wanted to get a Pac-Man frog, and I was very strongly advised against doing that because it would have ate Leo. And Leo is now my child. You can't tell me I didn't give birth to that frog. I pet him. I spritz him down with water. He's he's my child. So Leo and Jerry. Leo and Jerry. They live above your sink. They live above my sink. And they it's so funny. They live very harmoniously. They're very nice to each other. But they both have like their places. Mm. Jerry's a little guy. He just is like this big. Oh. Maybe like, I don't know, like an inch or so. I'm not going to visit him, but. You can tell me about it. Yeah, him. he gets, he's like this big. He's like an inch, cute little guy, but he always like looks ready. So there's a pothos <laughs> plant in the bioactive enclosure that I so generously put together for my frogs. Um, and Jerry likes to kind of sit up on top of the top leaf, just fucking ready for anything. He's like watching all the exits and entrances to make sure that no one conspicuous comes in. He will like put a paw. A limb, a hand. I don't know what they have. A frog, f- frog hand, up against the glass, and then one on the pothos plant. Like he's ready to just jump out at any moment. <laughs> like let a motherfucker try. <laughs> let a motherfucker try and get in here. I will fuck you up. And Leo's like, Jerry, just calm down. Stop it, please. <laughs> I used to be a wild animal. <laughs> There are no predators here, Jerry. I know. Like, he's like this scarred Vietnam War veteran. <laughs> like, you have no idea what it was like dealing with the Viet Cong. 
take your your pet store pansy ass out of here and stop being so fucking dramatic, Jerry. <laughs> and um, they live harmoniously. All right. But Jerry is very much like the who want it. Who, yeah. who fucking want it. And Leo's like, bro, calm down. You're doing too much. Do too less. Fucking do, much. Do less. Do less. It's embarrassing. Just stop. <laughs> you live in a box. You live in an actual box. There are no stakes here. No. Just just stop. So that's my life. Yeah. Um, I did. I have leaned heavily into self-care. Now that I have this renewed sense of gratitude for my health, I have uh, resumed my laser hair removal treatments. I booked it. I started prior to corona. Then I got pregnant. You're not supposed to do it while you're pregnant. Right, right, right. So I have like this alopecia vagina. So I was like three or four treatments in. So when you get laser hair removal. Yeah, I did it. I did it like I only did three treatments and it was great and I didn't continue it. And it oh, was my like, God. But I was like, this was pre-kids. Oh, my God. it's I love it. I can't wait to finish my like full bush. I'm so excited. It's the trash hole to the launch pad. It's everything. Everything in between the ass cheeks, everything in the labia, everything in the grundle gone. So I've done the three, fleshy the fleshy fun bridge, slick as a whistle. So prior to COVID, prior to having my second daughter, I embarked on this journey thinking, all right, you know what? I'll get seven treatments in because I have very light skin and dark hair. This will be great. COVID hit. I was only able to do four of the seven treatments mm-hmm. or whatever it was. Fine. But for anyone who doesn't know, as you progress through the protocol of hair removal, which each with each session, your hair begins to grow back finer and finer, and it starts like you get like these bald spots mm-hmm. on right, your right. puss. Well, <laughs> there it is, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> you get these bald spots on your puss. So now, like I have to shave like literally once a month. Like it's pretty much non-existent. But I like when it does come in, it's like it's like alopecia vagina. It's like here and there, and there's like a little like you know. I could do a comb over on this. I mean, not, not that it ever gets that long, but if I wanted to, I could do. It's weird. Like the Donnie T on my vagina. Just the comb over. Flapping in the breeze. Never would be me. Never could be me. But. But if you wanted it to be. But if I wanted it to be, I would have that situation going for fair. me. That's. Um, and I'm really excited to move on from that point in my life because it's been damn near three years now. Yeah. Right, but I've right, kind right. of been yeah. stuck in this limbo place. Yeah. Where all I want is to be slick, slick, tilicum, seal, killer whale, sea world. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> I lost you. Just tilicum. Just I don't know what the, that word the kill, is. The killer whale that's at sea world, locked in the cage, that killed like four people because he's a fucking yeah, killer whale. But why? What does that have to do with being slick? Because they're just oh, like they're these, slick. These like that like wouldn't be the animal I would. Killer whale. <laughs> so, killer just, whale. This is a really, really long roundabout way of answering the question that I asked you in the first episode of if your vagina had a personality, mine would be Tilikum the killer whale. That's oh, Tilikum is his name. That's his name. Oh, I thought it was like some weird, like, sea. Like, no, that's what his skin no, coat is. no, no. That's no. his name. Tilikum the killer whale. That's my vagina. Mm. In so many ways. Like there are not, so many jokes in there, and I will not go down that road. It's like not what I would have chosen when I think of like slick being hair free. I don't know what I don't know where I would go with it, but killer whale in captivity at Sea World after murder was not people, on the list. No, nope. That's so weird because this is the t- first thing that came to my mind. I'm like, just blackfish, just yeah. blackfish <laughs> down down to my, down to my labia. Down the fleshy fun bridge. Yeah. Up the butthole. Yeah. Just I'm waiting my, for mine to like just return to normal post pregnancy. Well, yeah, you've got you've got some you've got some way to go, ways to go. Continuing this journey of self care, um, I will also be doing Kegels. I'm doing them now. <laughs> one, two, three, one, two, three. One. No, that's two. No, no. It's supposed to be like hold, hold. Yeah, hold. you're supposed to hold for ten seconds. Oh, I have such a strong vagina. But you have to be able to release. I can. You have to be able to relax. Yes. I have a very, I, I've, I've done them religiously pretty much my whole life. There's so much more to pelvic floor PT besides Kegels. Really? I learned in a previous journey. Yeah. I will have to um, read up on that and maybe we could work that into another episode. 
pelvic floor PT. We could get somebody on here. You know what? I think that's a really good idea. Yeah. Or maybe. Nobody likes to pee themselves. And it's not just no, actually. No, it's one, not just, no one likes that. It's not just. Well, some people like that. Yeah, some people are into that weird shit. It's not just females, though. Like, pelvic floor PT is not just for females. Because it's not just about, like, your urinary tract. It could be, like, constipation or whatever. Like, it's like whole, that whole um, sling. Pelvic yes. floor sling. Yes. It's a whole situation. It so it affects males, females, and theys. It doesn't discriminate. It does not discriminate. Everybody's. Has a pelvic floor. Grundle can Needs, be worked out. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I like that. I like that. Pel- pelvic PT is for everybody. Yeah, for sure. Maybe that'll be my campaign slogan someday. When you become the matador or whatever. <laughs> the matador. <laughs> Magneto. Yeah, that guy. Yeah. That lady. Someday <laughs> when I become matador <laughs> Magneto, that'll be my campaign slogan. Yeah. But... Yeah, so that's my my couple of weeks, but it has been it has been a journey and I have really leaned back into self-care and I you know what I've really kind of pivoted towards who am I now. Mm-hmm. I used to love back in the day taking care of myself. I used to love going to the gym. There was a point in my life where I was super fucking hot. I'm not, I'm, I'm decent looking now. And look, you know, with some professional help and a hose down, I'm fuckable, right? Still fuckable. <laughs> but I would like, I would like to get back to just some kind of equilibrium. I've come to realize that, yes, you will never get back to your actual youth. Right? Right. It's just time doesn't Well, because once you're a mom, you're never not one again. Right. You're always, instantaneously. Like, you're a mom, and then for the rest of your life, you're a mom. And that's the we- that's so weird. Instantaneously. Yeah. Your whole world flips. It is, like, there's no onboarding process. There's no adjustment period. There's no 90-day review after this baby comes to be like, okay, we just want to review your performance. Make sure you're right for this position, because if you're not, like, maybe you should move on. That's not how the fuck it works. Like, that baby is yours. That is it. Yeah. And with that, I have learned to focus on the things that I can control that make me feel good. Mm -hmm. Something that I love that makes me super, super happy is skincare. It makes me feel good. It makes me look younger. When I do uh, razzle-dazzle, give the people what they want and put on a full face of makeup and not look like a gutter goblin... Everything just looks so much better. Your fine lines and wrinkles go away. And it is so therapeutic to know that every night you do something just for you. And with the weather a turning imminently. You're prepping the skin. I'm prepping the skin. For the dry. And I've decided to get back into it. And I'm doing, I just want, I'm doing a version of something that I used to do um, that was recently legitimized for me via this article that I read was a dermatologist. Her name was Whitney Bow. What I used to do back in the day, and it worked so, so well, is what I'm doing now. It's called skin cycling. Okay. So for anyone who knows skincare, there are some products, some like Holy Grail products that every dermatologist will recommend to you that will just do wonders for your skin. One of them is a chemical exfoliator. One of them is a retinoid, mm-hmm. yep. and one of them, or other, like, these are just genres. These are just yeah, categories, yeah, right, right. Yeah. are obviously, like, moisturizers, hyaluronic acid, serums, peptides, things like that. So what I used to do back in the day, I have very sensitive skin. We've talked about the tomato face, capillaries, blood vessels, very close to the surface of my skin. Retinol every day was, like, was just never an option for me. I just never did well with it. It just always burned my skin. Yeah. It always mm-hmm. broke me out. So what I started doing was building a routine around my retinoids, but only using them a couple times a week. I didn't know what I was doing back then. It wasn't I, I it was some form of skin cycling, but this is the proper way to do it. So night one, it's a four night cycle. Okay. Night one is exfoliator night. You use an, a chemical exfoliator. Don't use some sane knives fucking peach tree shit and don't use that with the little scrubbies in it don't right, use right, that yeah, it's yeah. horrible for your skin it's way too abrasive use an acid glycolic acid lactic acid 
citric acid. There's another one, malic acid, whatever it is. I prefer glycolic. It's my favorite. It's the only one that works for me. If you have really, really sensitive skin or if you have incredibly dry skin, lactic acid is probably a better one for you. In any case, use a product that you leave on mm-hmm. and not as opposed to something that washes off. I find it's just more effective and you get more bang for your buck that way. Glycolic acid is my go-to. For me, it's the gold standard. You can get it in like 2% solutions. You can get it in 5%, 10%. And I think up to 12 or 15%. Glycolic acid at a certain percent, 10 or above, will begin to re-stimulate collagen in your face. Build up to it, 10% glycolic acid will sting like a motherfucker if you decide to slather it all over your face and your skin isn't used to it. Build up to it. I like 10%. That's what I use. That's night one. And then apply like your moisturizer over that. Night two is retinoids. Okay. I use tretinoin. It's a prescription strength medication. I go to my dermatologist. Now that I'm not pregnant or breastfeeding, don't use this if you're pregnant or breastfeeding. <laughs> right. At all. I take a very small amount, a pea-sized amount, is what's recommended for your entire face. It's a acidic form of vitamin A. It's very, 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 very potent. Penetrates extremely deeply into the skin, and what it does is helps to r- turn over your skin cells. At an accelerated rate. Typically, I think skin cells turn over every 28 to 35 days or something Mm -hmm. like that. This is like a 14-day, two-week turnaround. So your skin is always fresh and baby-like. And it purges all of those fine lines, wrinkles, things. It just resurfaces your skin on an accelerated basis, gets rid of all that damage. Over top of that, use moisturizer. Don't pair anything else with a retinoid. Okay. Retinoids can be very, very problematic. Again, you need to build up to your retinoid. But do you stick with a certain brand or you're, you're just like you find a product for each thing? So for me, I like, what do I use? I use Sunita's 15% glycolic acid toner for my glycolic acid. You can use anything, right? You can use any product that you want. If you have one that you like or a brand that you like, find every, every skincare brand that I know of makes some form right, of, right. of an acid. For retinoids, I use its prescription, so it just comes like whatever it is. I think it's Abbott that makes it. Whatever your pharmacy has that your derm prescribes, that's what they're going to dispense to you. But then you just put your moisturizer on. Don't put anything else on. Don't put Vaseline. There's this trend in skincare right now. It's called slugging, which I love, especially in the winter, where you cover your face in some petrolatum-based product. It's great, but not on retinoid night it will effectively force the retinoid deeper into your skin which will cause just tons of inflammation right like tons redness, of irritation a yeah, lot yeah. of redness extreme sensitivity third night and fourth night are recover recover so this is where you go in heavy with your serums your peptides your hyaluronic acids all of your moisturizing stuff to re-establish the skin barrier to essentially repair what the tretinoin and the glycolic acid have kind of ripped apart yeah the last night or two nights this four night situation is the best pow 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 in the skincare game. I don't know anybody this hasn't worked for. I have recommended this to so many people. And it is the least irritating thing that I've ever tried. Ret- like I said, retinoids every night just don't work for me. I don't think they work for a lot of people. It's a lot on your skin. Yeah it's, so, yeah, it's a lot on your skin. Cycling through this means that your face gets a break and it doesn't become accustomed. It doesn't build up a tolerance to certain right. medications or certain products which means that they're going to be even more effective. Exfoliation night one, retinoid night two. Recover, recover. Recover, recover. Sunscreen up the fucking wazoo every morning of your life. Forehead, neck, chest, everything. But that's it. Skincare is my favorite thing in the whole world because I have a lot of sun damage I need to get rid of that I couldn't do. I couldn't do this while I was pregnant for the last four years or yeah. breastfeeding. Right. So I'm really, I'm really leaning in. I've got all my shit. I re-up my prescription. 
My doctor's like, oh, hey, haven't seen you in a while. I'm like, I know, bitch. Just fork over the goods. Just quit. Stop with with the small talk. Just write me the script and let's keep moving. 2024 is my year. 2024. I'm so... Looking forward to 2024 with you. It's going to be a good year, I can tell. I can already tell. <laughs> Every time I fucking say that, it always turns out to be the worst fucking year of well, my life. Hopefully not for me. But 2024 <laughs> is going to be a banger. I can already tell. It's going to be great. That's when I can lean into myself. Maybe even next year a little bit. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like you get well, like you out of the fast feed for yeah. a very long time. Yeah. And you enjoy it. Yeah, the last time, I mean, Aiden was, the first time was hard. It's not, it's not easy by any means, but the second time was much easier. In addition to being a neonatal nurse practitioner. Good job, you got it. You did it. You're also a board certified lactation consultant. Yeah. Um, breastfeeding for me was horrific. I hated it. My first experience with McKenna was not great. I did it. I stuck it out for as long as I could possibly stand mm-hmm. it. With Mia, it was significantly shorter. I had a lot of complications with delivery that made it very, very difficult for me um, to establish a milk supply right, right. and yeah. maintain that level of milk supply. And she was just a ravenous beast because she had been getting formula for a while in the hospital, which is something neither of my previous two kids had done. So what do you think... Like, if you could name, like, your top three things that make breastfeeding an easier journey, like, what do people need to know? If they're a first-time mom nursing a newborn, like, what are the three things that you can do to set yourself up for success? So I think that's so hard because every journey is so different. And I experience it, like, when I'm in when I'm at work and I, like, go down, you know, I go to the nursery and I see, like, postpartum moms with, yeah. for, for other reasons or whatever or, mm-hmm. or the – like normal newborn nurseries or, or help. I've had a lot of friends who have had babies in the past year. And so they'll all reach out to me with issues, you know, that they may be having or like, is this normal? Is this not? And fortunately, like my life has been so busy. Like I haven't been able to like personally dedicate time to like go to them. Right. And yeah. like give them the support that I like dreamed of doing when I became a board certified lactation consultant. Yep. Which is in the works now, you know, doing something with that. I know. But... Um, I think like what I wish I knew was that, you know, like it, it took forever to get pregnant with Aiden, the fir- our first, and then you think, okay, breastfeeding is natural. Like this is just like the natural next step after That's you give birth. That's what I thought too. But like nobody prepares you for how difficult it is. So I, I remember thinking that getting this baby to latch and McKenna had um, a very minor tongue tie, but it really like hindered her nursing mm-hmm. at least in the beginning until we got it fixed i remember being like this is the hardest thing i've ever had to do in it's my so life it's so much harder than being pregnant you like so much harder and i think and i think nobody prepares yes. you for that oh, and i don't think there's like a birth class that would prepare you for that i don't think there's like a prenatal breastfeeding class that would prepare you for that nothing but i think that like one of the one of the things i wish somebody had told me well aiden was on the smaller side mm-hmm. and then he wasn't like a great feeder yeah so within that first week he dropped from like 15 percentile to the third right anyone who knows my son now um he is now off the sh- chart still growing at he's an ex- a giant he's a giant he's growing at an exponential rate and like if you take their height at the age of two and multiply it that's like their estimated adult height plus or minus like taking like mom and dad's height but if you take our son's height at the age of two, 24 to 30 months is when you multiply him, it puts him in the 6'5 to 6'8 range, which is like a super large human. An extremely large human. <laughs> He's going to be a tight end. That's that's what our pediatrician says all He's the gonna time. He's going to be a tight end. And I'm end. like, I think it's weird that a pediatrician says that given like the concussions and stuff like that that occur in football, which I guess is like a better thing with better equipment now. Like it's not as terrible or whatever, but yeah. that's what he says. Anyways, he's like a gronk. Yeah, he's going to be a tight end. So, long story short, I wish somebody told me, or like, I think what every mom should know, that, like, it's not going to come naturally to everybody. Right. And, like, no matter how you tr- how much you try, like, yeah. sometimes you, you're not going to be successful. And there's ways to be successful mm-hmm. and, and find your journey. But, like, 
you know, you see all these people who successfully breastfeed and like I breastfed for 13 to 14 months. Yeah. But I did supplement when I, I had to supplement when I go back to work. I feel that there are far more people who struggle with breastfeeding yes. than there are people who are just like, oh, yeah, I don't know. This baby just decided to suck my tit one day and she's just never let go. And, then the, and it's great. Yeah. And I think the thing is too is like it's so easy, quote unquote, to breastfeed in the hospital. Like the baby There's like. so much support. The baby like innately just like latches. Your milk is coming in. They're still really sleepy. And the real journey is when you go home or what like yes. night two to three when the baby wakes up and all of a sudden you're like sleep, sweet, sleepy newborn is now awake every 45 to 30 or 45 to 90 minutes. And you're a like, what happens? Beast. And nobody, nobody told you that. Yeah. And there's nothing that you can do to console the baby. And this happens like several times throughout it. So I would say my three things are is that it's not going to always, it's not going to come natural. Right. And everybody's learning. Like you're learning how to be a mom. You're learning how to breastfeed and the baby's learning how to eat. Yeah. And I think just like setting... And it is a learned thing. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Like I don't think there's... This isn't like National Geographic. Like yeah. to an extent. But, you know, it's a learned thing. And I think just to have like realistic expectations. Because like you said, like there's so many people that ha- are unsuccessful or, or have complicated journeys. and Yeah. And I think just understanding that. Like, you know, same thing we talked about. Like the Instagram versus reality situation is that it's not what you see people like breastfeeding successfully there's there's always a journey behind it always you, you know like yeah you can't judge yourself of somebody's someone else's highlight reel which is what social media right is. like i yes i breastfed our son for 13 months and our daughter <laughs> for around 14 but like i had to supplement with formula when i worked so like when they got bottles they were like half breast milk half formula right when i was when i wasn't home but like from the outside like you see me out and about and i'm just like breastfeeding and this is great but like though that was really hard for me to do you know what my husband tells this joke all the time and he's like a business guy right he's a serial entrepreneur it's just what he does but he always says this about his journey in business and he equates it to a woman being pregnant and this it kind of applies to this situation too he's like everyone sees a pregnant woman and is like oh my god congratulations you're having a baby that's amazing as if it's this effortless experience. And then he goes, but nobody truly knows how many times you had to get fucked to get to that point. To get, and it's, it's, so, it's so true that yeah. you have all of these people who only show the end result of whatever journey that they're on. In this case, it's breastfeeding. Yeah. And they're sitting there, tits out, I'm as free as a yeah. bird. And they're just like nursing this child and it's this beautiful, wonderful thing. And that's amazing. But they also don't show mom at home nipples bleeding. Right. Yes. Underwear hiked up to the belly button. Mm -hmm. C-section scar agaping. Haven't showered in three weeks. Mm -hmm. Like just a complete shell of a human being. For weeks on end, that it'll take months. Fuck, who, who like mm-hmm. I? It, it takes a long time to get to these points, is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, and I think like when you like when you like ask people and you ask other lactation co- consultants or you Google it, like tips for new moms to like be successful at breastfeeding. It's always like set up a nursing station, set up like a quiet corner of your home that's like stress free where you can breastfeed without. Do you interrupt- find that those things are helpful? No. Or it's unrealistic. I think, like, some of it is unrealistic. Like, telling, like, a second-time mom, like, I remember with Aiden, yeah, like, I had to be, like, propped up, and literally Ryan would take him and, like, essentially fly him into my breast because he was just, like, he, like he his hands would get in the way, and you're, like, how can somebody so small, like... Just be so fucking yeah, like, chaotic. You're, you're, like, okay, your hands can't be in the way. You have to, like, <clears throat> grab the breast like this, and your mouth has to be open, but not too open. It's like parallel to- parking. It's like trying to do trigonometry. Yeah. And you're, like, I need seven hands. Yeah. Why didn't anybody prepare me for this? Yeah. And I think that's, like, one of those, like, harsh realities as, like, a mom, if you choose to breastfeed or attempt to go down that journey, even if... Even pumping. I mean, pumping is... Oh, my God. I hate pumping. I commend oh. all the women who have to exclusively pump. Obviously, I work a lot with them in the NICU. Um, Horrible. But, yeah, I mean, like, that's that's another breastfeeding journey. It just, you know, and it doesn't 
for surely does not say that formula-fed babies is not a journey as well. Like feeding a baby in general. It's like yeah. this ever-evolving thing. Yes. And, and then you get the groove changing. and you're like, yeah, we're giving bottles. And then they're like six months old and you're like, fuck, what do I feed them now? Like yeah. now I'm supposed to give them food, real yeah. food? How do we do this? Okay, now we're supposed to stop bottles. You know, it's just like we're we talking about. You get into a groove of something and then just like a new wrench comes into the plan. It's so true. And with each kid, it is so different. Each Not kid's that, so different, and then it like there's the different dynamic. Yes, because now you're also trying to manage another human being. Right. Right? You have like this crazy toddler running around who is taking possible actual feces and trying to like throw it at somebody like a monkey in a cage. Mm-hmm. And you're also trying to feed a newborn and prevent them from lighting a cigarette and yeah. throwing a Molotov <laughs> cocktail into your neighbor's backyard. <laughs> And, you know, them burning down the whole fucking street. Yeah. And it's a real thing. It's a real fucking thing. We say this a lot on this podcast. Give yourself a lot of grace. Yeah, so much grace. These years are tough. They're so fucking hard. But then it doesn't stop when they get older. Because when the activities come, now, now you're going into, I mean... Aiden, we're, we're starting preschool, but, like, it's 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 hard. Like, now in our family calendar, he oh has God. a color. Oh, my God. So do you do the our cozy first... calendar? Yes, cozy. Sponsor us. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, no, so, really, though, but yeah. not kidding. Sponsor us. Yeah, like, so now Ryan and I each have one, and Aiden has a color. Ava's not in any activities yet, the poor thing. Um, but, you know, like, he has preschool, and we're going to, like uh, – uh, learning lab preschool so it's at, at the high school so like the high school kids mm-hmm. teach it and they're like over yeah. seen by a teacher it's got a preschool I went to and it was like a no-brainer because it was so cheap and yeah. we don't need it for daycare purposes purposes it was just kind of like let's just see how this goes this year yeah, and then yeah, like, yeah. you know if when he turns four we need something more standard and like structured or whatever then yeah fine. but like it's rotating so it's not the same days every week like it's almost every single oh. Monday but like they go to daycare Tuesday, Thursdays. So, like, they won't ever, he won't ever go on those days. But then he'll go on Wednesdays and Fridays when it's offered. But, like, some weeks he may only go Mondays. So, like, I literally oh, interesting. had to, I literally had to, it's new this year. They're like, they're Testing like following the high schooler's schedule, which rotates. Okay. So, I literally had to give him a color on the cozy calendar because it's going to be so confusing. Oh, my God. Because then we're going to, we're throwing a newborn into the mix. In the so, class. I was so going like, to say, like, so that, that to me like i am such a hyper scheduler i operate on a like legitimately militant ass schedule like if you look i have 7 a.m wake up uh 7 10 get in the shower brush my teeth do my hair get shit together go downstairs make the girls breakfast get them up at eight like my school year calendar is insane it's insane and I think this really speaks to the level at which we overschedule ourselves. It is so, like, I was, I literally, today, I sat down and I'm doing out all of my timeline with work and with this podcast and with trying to manage some, like, other things. Like, I do a lot of editing for people, for blogs and magazines and stuff like that and just, like, proofreading and I'm also in school. School. I my classes start on Thursday. Like when this podcast comes out, the day this podcast comes out, I'm taking Stalin's Russia and family law. Like I have two classes this, this semester before I transfer to the University of Alabama, which has not accepted me yet. <laughs> I'm so fucking annoyed. I I like emailed admissions today, and I'm like, what's the deal? If this thing said seven to ten days, like, oh, you're enrolling for spring. You won't hear back until after Labor Day. What? I'm like, suck so my nice. balls. Because not for nothing, it would affect what classes I'm taking this year at UMass. Right, right. Because the number one thing about transferring to the University of Alabama is if I decide to do that, I'm not even 100% sure that I will, would really like to, but that the credit that I've done already Are will transfer. transfer. Right, right, yes. Um, so it would, it would make a huge impact on the classes that I'm taking this fall that's starting on Thursday if I had a decision from UA. Yeah. Whatever. It, theoretically, it will be before the drop point when I hear back from them. Yeah. 
So right. hopefully that's a situation that sorts itself out. But regardless, there's a lot of moving pieces. And not only my life, but everybody's life. Yeah. Everyone we, needs we a color. Everyone, everyone needs a color. We don't do the cozy calendar. We do a Google calendar because that's how Misha like schedules his life. Yeah. With work. <laughs> we have our own family email. It's uh, Team Barracudas. That's our team name. It's amazing. We're the Barracudas. Um, that's our email with some numbers. Please don't don't email that email account. Please. <laughs> um, don't fuck up the system. Don't fuck up the system. Anyway, now that he's going to fucking email me. But we operate off Google calendars. And it's like, I have my calendar. I have my work calendar. I have Team Barracuda's calendar. I have all my, my kids. Like, they do this activity and that activity and on Mondays and Thursdays and Wednesdays and Fridays and it's like Monday through Friday is a literal shit show and I'm like why did I do this and it's so hard like I, I like remember thinking like we're not gonna over schedule and then like all of a sudden you're there and you're in it and you don't know how like, you got there it's like you want your kids to experience all the things right I have daughters so I'm like oh my god they can start dance this year and we're definitely doing that also I want them to learn how to swim definitely doing that Oh, McKenna loved playing tennis. We're doing tennis clinics now. I'm like, I really want them to do like something that's not physical. I want them to do like uh, like an instrument. I want them to learn to play an instrument. So it's like, do I buy a piano and schedule a piano lesson? No. Do you know what I mean? I mean, I do no, no, I do shit that I do. I do crazy shit. So I was, I was talking to my girlfriends today, something about text message, or yesterday. I worked at twenty four, so I don't. I I apologize for hacking into the microphone. By the way, sorry, just had to put that out. Yeah, so I don't know like which end is up, like ass from elbow, or like what day of the week it is, or like when I talk to people when I work at twenty four because it gets like all fucked up, you know? Yeah, yeah, you're like really like scrambled eggs. Yeah, scrambled eggs is my head. So anyways, I was texting because all of a sudden this, like, position came up at a local school for, like, a coaching position. Oh, my God. Yeah, for field hockey, which was my sport in high school. Shut the fuck up. And I was like... Are you about to become a gym teacher right now? (laughs) So I was like... I'm going to call you Jane Lynch. I, all of a sudden, I had this moment, this aha moment. I was at work, and I saw the post. I screenshotted it, and I was like, I think, I think this is it. No. This is what I've been searching for. Like, You're going to be a field hockey coach? I, no, no. I, I I, can't because, okay, so like the season starts like next week and it goes yeah. until like November 12th. So I was like, what if I brought them to the playoffs? I'd have to like pop the baby out and then like get right back to season. You know what I mean? Oh my God. Bill Belichick over here. Yeah. So I like text my girlfriends who a lot of them are teachers and I'm like, guys, I, I was, I seemingly potentially had this like opportunity here. And some of them, for sure, take it. This is, like, right up your alley. Like, you would be great. And, like, one of them was, like, a few said, I'm super nervous for you. Like, this is making me – this conversation is making me feel uncomfortable. Um, Another one was, like, you know, you don't understand the commitment, that the email, the the correspondence with the deans about grades and, like, organizing away games. And I was, like (laughs) – and one of my girlfriends said, like, that – that – all of those things that you just tried to deter Caitlin from doing it like, just made her want to do it more. 100%. Because it's like, oh, this is a fucking challenge. Like, bring it. So I call Ryan at work. From work. I'm at work. He's at home. And I'm like, let me tell you about this opportunity. I am slowly taking years, years, decades off my poor husband's life. <laughs> because he, like, doesn't know. It's your know, job as a wife. He doesn't know what end is up right now. So obviously, like we briefly touched upon the fact that I'm a lactation consultant, and so that that business is gonna is is in the works right now and starting up. So yep. there's that, there's the podcast, there's like you know my forty plus hour a week nurse practitioner job, <laughs> and then I was like, you know, maybe I should become a field hockey coach. And he was like, I think that like right now, like he tries to like bring like my head, my heart, my brain, they're in the clouds. And he is an engineer by, like, mind and, you know, degree. Yep. And so he sees the world and life as, like, black and white. There's a yes and no. There's no gray. Yeah. There's no gray area. There's, like, every action has a reaction and consequences. And if we do this, like. One plus two equals three. Yeah. And it's, like, 
from if this is where we are like you're becoming a coach okay fine then like in six months this is what this is going to mean and like next year like he's like thinking way ahead and I think in the moment spontaneous impulsive moment oh my god I'm so not impulsive that's so crazy and like I'm, in, I'm impulsive about certain things like this but like other things like okay like packing to go away like I'm very like methodical about it everyone has their packing cube and whatever but there's some impulse in my life packing cube <laughs> Packing cubes. Subtle plug. Yep, subtle plug. I'll, I'll, um, I'll uh, link it. It's on the story. <laughs> but then I was like, okay, this sounds great. It's really not going to work for our life right now. Leaving work this morning, and I get a text about something else, another job opportunity. You were talking about skincare. It has something to do along with aesthetics and whether I would want to embark in like are you gonna start doing botox an aesthetic nursing situation are you gonna start giving botox potentially well okay so i come home so so let me so i talked to ryan last don't tempt me don't do this to me so so i will you will shoot me up every fucking day of the week i will do drive-bys at your house kate kate come outside with the needle now (laughs) get the syringe i'm coming by i need 20 cc's in my crow's feet immediately <laughs> don't fucking do this to me kate so so all my girlfriends i was like oh yeah like by the way like the lactation business like got like approved today whatever and they were like that's so i like told them about the jv field hockey and then i was like oh lactation and i was like oh and then i like took years off my husband's life because i came home from work this morning and i was like so i just want to let you know like i decided not to go for the coaching position and he's like yeah i didn't actually think that you were actually serious Oh my god! And I was like, "But Misha there's this other me too. there's this other opportunity." He was like, "Like got pale." <laughs> he sat down, and he was like so stressed. He's like, "You're talking about wanting to spend more time with the kids, and now you're like overflowing your plate with like a million other things. Like, when do you think you're going to have time? How is this all going to work?" Like, I'm like, "There's nothing wrong with with having a couple different careers if they I all agree. even out." And they I all think it's the most joy. like fun thing in the world to be able to play different roles in your life. I, I love that I get to write. I love that I get to do this podcast and talk shit online. I love that I get to be a mom. I love that I get to be a wife. I love that I get to be a student. You can do a million different things. And fit it all into the day still. And fit it all into the day. My goal is to ultimately be home more. Yeah. But it seems overwhelming when I'm talking about doing more to do to to be less to ultimately be able to do less that doesn't sound crazy that makes total sense to me but like for him it's black and white and so it's hard to see the forest for the trees yeah that's stupid and so i was like hey i'm not committing to it but i'm just like i think it's worth a conversation like for sure i i was offered this opportunity a couple years ago and i was like now's not the time i think i was like pregnant with aiden and i was like that's not like what i want like i was i was in grad school like yeah i hadn't even been a nurse practitioner yet i was like i'm not giving up anything here yeah i'm not giving up my degree ride like i'm still utilizing it just in a different in a different way and i wouldn't leave my hospital job yeah would you cut back yeah yeah for sure but like you could do a little give and take so anyway would you be okay so this aesthetic position i'm sorry i'm like really hyper fixated on this aesthetic position yeah because if you're gonna be my botox (laughs) filler plug i'm real i'm really pulling for this i am gonna i'm gonna go get myself a ski mask and like a Jason costume and go threaten the shit out of your husband if he starts to poo-poo all over your idea of becoming an injector. I'm like, right. What if there's perks? And he goes, oh, he goes, there's so many perks. You can't get, he's like, I'm not into black surgery. And I was like, there are things that like, I think you would enjoy. Yes. I was like, the boobs could be higher my deepest i want to tell you what he actually said i said i could what if i got what if i got a discounted or dare i say green boob boob lift and he goes well what do i do get a get a fucking ball lift i was like i mean if that is your prerogative if if that's your journey honey (laughs) and you want the the meaty clackers to be a little higher and tighter i am on board when they go in and they snip you that's because that's his thing you know, that's what he wants. When they snip and you want the snip and lift, they're we'll down get, there anyway. Yeah, we'll all just get snipped and lifted. Oh, Kate, 
Kate. So this is a journey. Here I'm, I am. I'm going to Party City. <laughs> I'm getting a Jason costume, I and like, I am going to hide wait, what in are we, bushes. I was like, wait, what are we doing at Party City? <laughs> I am going to go hide in your bushes and have a little chit chat with Chitty Ryan. Chit chat. The next time he thinks he's just oh casually leaving for work in the morning, I'm gonna pop out. <laughs> And be like, listen, motherfucker, if you get in your wife's way, I'm going to have a southern accent so he doesn't know it's me because it definitely wouldn't be obvious. <laughs> listen, motherfucker, if you try and get in Caitlin's way and you think she's not going to become a master injector and become Botox certified, Kybella certified, you got another thing fucking coming, man. I'm going to come back here. I'm going to fuck you up. I swear to God. Go with Ryan, the- that's a direct threat. Go with the orca. <coughs> oh yes i'll dress like free willy <laughs> that will definitely scare the shit out of him far more intimidating than a bullshit uh wish.com version of of jason yeah that's that's the ticket right there definitely definitely free willy but whatever regardless i will come for that ass that that Woody. big luscious ass that yeah because i think at this point in my life i'm kind of borderline like do i do this yeah, we'll you got to make o- a choice. Or OnlyFans. Dude. <laughs> okay. So I tried to, I, I took, Ryan was walking by the ring camera. And you know, he's a white boy with a booty. Dude, that so, thing is fat. And he was hucking the hose over his shoulder. Oh my God. He was looking real I nice on the ring camera. I you charge a premium for like, like voyeuristic content. So I screenshotted it and I was like, I'm starting your OnlyFans booty. Oh my God. And he's like, that's not even a good view. And I was like, so oh, you're down. Oh, <laughs> because who has all of a sudden become Mr. That's not my good side. You need to get it from this angle. That is not. I was like, I've got subscribers stop. ready. Oh, my God. Because I don't think you make much on like foot pics. I don't know how many people are into like pregnant a, pics. A lo- <laughs> um, I would think a lot. I think people have weird ass fetishes. But like Ryan's Woody could be our ticket to fame here. I I definitely think it's an avenue worth exploring, <laughs> for sure. That thing could feed a family of four. If the revolution ever comes, Ryan, I'm sorry you're dying first because we're going to need that meat to he survive. He could pop the champagne. We talk about doing, like, the Kardashian. The Kim Kardashian. Yeah, that's 100%. him. Ready. You could sit a drink on that ass. Yeah. Because it is, like, a bar. Luscious. Luscious. I love this journey that we're about to put Ryan on, I think that we should start an OnlyFans for him and see how it goes. I mean, what's the worst that happens? I think that there is such a market he's for looking voyeuristic for, content. He's looking for something to fill his life. He's like, you're doing a lot. He what said, about maybe, me? He's like, maybe I should be the injector. Yeah, Ryan, because that's what engineers do. There's a lot of crossover in those fields. Between Botox, cosmetic uh, filler injectors, yeah. and mechanical engineers. That's a thing. Yeah, for sure. That makes total sense to me. Yeah. I am so down with this OnlyFans situation. Yeah. I have no idea how it works. Me neither. At all. We could also sell his foot pics. Yeah, his feet are disgusting. I, again, I, I, these really niche things, I don't know. I don't know what the market is for I'm like it. nervous to look into OnlyFans because what will that bring me? It's going to fuck up your algorithm for sure. No more Chernobyl <laughs> situations on your on your Instagram. You're just going to get these like weird I already feet have things. polygamy. You're still on the polygamy? No, no. I've, it, it, yeah, no. I've gotten a lot of like healthcare things now and cancer. I don't want to talk about this. Too. Yeah, I know. Sorry. We're, we're, we're back on Botox. We're selling your husband. Cabela. Cabela. And Judy. Uderm. And Woody. And Woody. We're selling your husband. He's going to become a, a sex worker. And <laughs> I love it. that for him. Yeah. I love but that for me. He doesn't know it. I love it for I love me. that for us. Yeah. It'll give us a marketing budget. Yeah. We can start promoting this. Yes, this is good. We can um, really just, I like to think of it as our. Ad placement. Our ad placement, <laughs> our cosmetic surgery fund. He doesn't know he'll be funding it, but he that ass will be funding it yeah. for sure. We can make really a killing here. Um, I feel we've gotten off the rails and I really, I mean, in the best way I do, I do enjoy what, what avenue we We, just went down. Yeah. We went a little bit off, um, off kilter here this week. We had a lot to catch up on. A lot to catch up on. We took a hard, a lot of hard left circles around. We talked about everything from. We banged a lot of fucking Yui's kid. (laughs) Yeah. Sorry. Gina's skincare routine. Uh, She took us on a journey. Don't. 
don't sleep on the skincare routine. I'm telling you, skin cycling. And then tilium or titium. Tilicum. Tilicum. Blackfish. I have a song for you. Oh, no. Is it the wheels in the bus? Because if it is, I might put my head in an oven. No, no. I can't listen to that song anymore. It's triggering for me. Want you know what this movie this is from? Oh my god. Mm-hmm. Is this where he jumps over the fucking yeah. thing? This is where he jumps over. <laughs> and he's free. Yeah. Like the River Jordan. Like your titty river. My titty, my Euphrates. The Tigris and Euphrates. Lefty and Poncho. Mm. All right, guys, we're going to sit here and vibe to this music. (laughs) And on that note, y'all have yourselves a blessed week. We love you. God bless you. Thanks for coming. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry, everybody. (laughs) We, we, We just let her out of the basement for the first time. In the last six months. I don't know. What was that accent? <laughs> that was like some stupid. <laughs> okay, bye. Bye, I can't.